This is the Strange and Mystic Podcast, where we talk about all things intuitive, mystical, and, well, strange. I'm your host, Kiersey Isla Marie. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back. This is episode three of the Strange and Mystic Podcast. I'm Kiersey. I'm a professional tarot card reader, intuitive, psychic, and developing medium, a professional student, lover of all things paranormal, and a practicing witch. If you'd like to know a bit more about me, you can take a listen to the introduction episode of this podcast. You can also check out my website at kiersieislamariereadings.com or strangeandmystic.com. Or, definitely where I'm most active is on my Instagram feed, at kiersieislamarie. And all of that will be in the show notes below. This is an episode that I'm very excited to do. Um, It is featuring a segment that I have been dying to do and have been scheming for a very long time, even before I decided on doing this podcast. Um, Unfortunately, no, it is not the paranormal episode. That will be next week, my friends. Next week. This one is the Spinster Sisters segment with my good friend Taylor. Taylor has been there throughout my spiritual awakening. She's seen all of the ups and downs, the messy and quirky parts of my development, so I thought it would be incredibly fun to ask her some questions about what her perspective on seeing all of that that was. As well, Taylor has been developing what I have recognized as the beginnings of her own spiritual practice, or as I call it, her being a baby witch. Although, I don't think that's what she would label herself as. And just a heads up, that's Complete projection on my part. (laughs) Um, But in this conversation, we talk a bit about our self-care practices during lockdown and in general, which, as I mentioned in the Tarot Tuesday segment, is very relevant because of Chiron entering retrograde until mid-December of this year. We also talk about altars, including how Taylor has intuitively created her own baby green witch altar without knowing it but also about creating sacred space, whether that be in nature, on an altar, or just allowing ourselves to hold space for when we need to be listening to our inner guidance and our own bodies and minds. We also have a little fun with some synchronistic numerology and angel numbers that have been coming up recently. Now, I will warn you, the audio is a little bit weird because the conversation is being held over Zoom and That comes with the slight challenges of technology not being overly cooperative, but I did my best to make sure we could at least be heard. So, without further ado, please welcome my lovely spinster sister, Tay. Hello, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I should introduce you as my spinster sister. So Taylor and I have known each other for years. I feel like we've met probably before we technically think we met. I feel like we possibly we were we were acquaintances for a long time. Um, like I was friends with your cousin, so we knew each other for a long time. But I feel like we've been actual friends for maybe about eight or nine years. Yeah, yeah. So maybe about like a reasonable number, but I feel like we knew of each other and had met each other multiple, like, multiple, multiple years before then. Yeah. Um, but then we bonded over a kind of a crazy guy that was, like, obsessed with me that <laughs> when we were working t- waitressing together. 
um um but yeah um so you would have been getting to know me when I was like first kind of dipping my toes into this world and embracing it as a thing like I feel I think um when we worked together when we were waitresses together um that was like a couple years before I kind of had this whole transition from completely denying all this stuff that I was into um and not embracing like my my abilities or my spiritual side as much as I do now definitely um so I was really interested in um finding out because I don't think we've ever talked we've never actually talked about this before that no not not specifically anyways like <laughs> no because I know you were kind of skeptical about a lot of things, um, at least what I understood, especially, like, astrology at first, I feel like. You know what, I, I don't even think it's necessarily anything specific, I think it's just, I'm just a skeptical person, like, I, I'm not necessarily one to rule something out and just say, like, absolutely not, that's absolute blasphemy, like, you know, you're an idiot, you're wrong, or whatever, but I think I'm just skeptical about anything in life. I like to, um, like, kind of ease my way into it, and whatever, although um, I think when we first became friends, like, you would talk about, like, the paranormal experiences that you had had, and whatever, but, like, when it came to, like, like, tarot card reading, and, um, like, the medium stuff, and, like, intuition stuff, and whatever, like, you didn't really get into that because when we became friends, like, um, if anyone who listened to like your intro episode, like we kind of became friends, like when you were probably around like 18 or 19 and you say in that intro episode, I went back and listened to it and, uh, it was right around that time that we became friends. And so I feel like you were kind of in like, I don't know if denial is the right word, but like, you definitely weren't completely embracing who you were and you know we were just young kids and we were partying a lot and and whatever so I think you were just kind of ignoring that part of your life for that span of time that we were getting to know each other so it, it was a very gradual process of you starting to like talk about these things and whatever so I think really at the beginning it was you just talking about paranormal experiences more so than than anything else yeah definitely um yeah, because that was when I was drinking really heavily, and then, um, like, my assault happened, and then it just kind of snowballed, and then finally I was just like, okay, this is not not where I want to be, and then I met Rachel, the medium, who, like, doesn't even know how much she changed everything for me, but <laughs> just, like, that one little <laughs> conversation just, like, sparked so much, um, but... So I'm curious, what did you think when I first said I was a witch? I want to know if you remember your initial reaction. <laughs> you know what? I don't, I, I think it was just so, so, so gradual that I don't even remember like a specific instance of you saying that. I mean, like I said before, like you just started talking about like your paranormal experiences that you shared like with your mom for sure. Um, I don't know how much the rest of your family necessarily um we're experiencing those things like in your home and in your everyday life and whatever but um but you would talk about that and then 
and I think it was just like so slow and gradual and I I mean I like to think that I'm not really a judgmental person so like if I, I feel like a lot of my you know my friends if they say they're into something or if they want to try something or they you know they want to go to school for this or do that like I feel like I'm just very accepting of it and it's like yeah go for it like if you feel like that's your calling and that's something you want to do go for it so I don't know I if if I was ever like judgmental or did anything towards you that was weird because I can't really think of a specific instance of um of really thinking it was like super weird or or whatever no no that's cool um no I was just super curious um because I've never asked you that and you kind of were right there in the the beginning and then the whole like you were there to see me completely embrace this side of myself as how I am now. So <laughs> I was curious. To yeah. And I, I, and I really think over the, uh, like over the span of our friendship, both of us have changed so, so, so much. And you've really, um, come into a place where you are, you've always been a very strong willed person. You're always willing to stand up for yourself, but I feel like you've just really come into your own in that way. And you're willing to just be who you are and be like unapologetic about it and just be cool with it. <laughs> and uh, and so I I think that was just such a gradual transition that um, it it wasn't like all of a sudden one day you went from like you know party girl to like I'm a witch and I have like you know <laughs> medium abilities and whatever like that might have been weird I. I for you to say that out of the blue, but um, it was really just such a gradual um, thing that you started exploring your abilities and um, your practice. So I, I don't think I ever really thought anything of it. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and like to talk about how we've changed, it's really neat. Um, uh, like to see how, I, I, I don't mean it this way, but I feel like everybody kind of like shifts a bit, but I feel like um, there have been ways where you I've seen are like starting to become a bit of a baby witch. <laughs> um, which was kind of neat um, just to see all these little like practices that you've started developing and I'm like, huh. Yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> um, um, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, and especially like more um, like self-care related practices. Um, and right now, as we're, we're recording this, um, trying to have the most natural conversation as possible, as we know that we're being recorded, but um, we are going through the global pandemic of COVID-19. So um, I am in so-called Edmonton where we have, um, I think Alberta over the weekend had 230 new cases where Winnipeg has like zero in the last- I think we, I think we have one known active case and we have had zero new cases. And I, I honestly have lost track of of the days it's it's been like multiple days it might be a couple weeks now that we have gone without any new cases to my knowledge I think we only have about one active case yeah that's what I saw today um so our our provinces have been dealing with this a little bit differently and for me like I'm not working my I call muggle job right now um <laughs> which 
part of me is a little thankful for um, just because I am immunocompromised. But this uh, lockdown or quarantine kind of has really been, um, has really been a little difficult in trying to maintain like self-care practices that don't lean too much into escapism. Like, I know I had a really tough time this weekend um, with, with like my self-care, but um, I know we've shared different practices and I've kind of wanted to, to talk about some of the things that we, we do for self-care. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want me to start? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So you you obviously know this. I think um, I think it's worth mentioning um, that six months ago I went through a very significant breakup <laughs> in my life, which has sparked. Um, I mean, it was the, literally the hardest time in my whole life that I can think of. I've gone through some things in my life, and this breakup has been a doozy honestly it's been really painful but I think a lot of really good things have come out of it and I'm really learning how to take care of myself and I think I'm honestly learning who I am for the first time because I've given my space like I've given myself the space to to actually do that and so I think I've been really leaning into the things that I already knew that I liked but I'm able to do a lot more of so I mean when we were starting quarantine. So I live in a part of Canada that is absolutely <laughs> freezing. So even when even when the pandemic started, like it, there was still snow on the ground. It was it was cold. So I mean, I was still trying to get outside and whatever as much as possible. Nowadays, I am I am outside every day. I spend as much time in nature as humanly possible. I've really gotten I've always been a runner. I've always been an active person I feel like I got out of that a little bit um, but lately I have been trail running almost I, I want to say almost every day like, like I want to go every day that's not always practical but um, I've gotten up to about like 15k at a time which if you said that I would be trail running 15k at a time like two months ago I would be like you are not but I've been doing that and it's like actually fun. Like I want to go and that's what I want to do. Um, other than that, like I've, uh, I've started shooting archery, doing like a lot of hiking, which I've always loved. Um, honestly, most of it is just spending time in nature. I have found just like completely recharges um, my batteries really. Like <laughs> There's a better way to say that, but um yeah, another thing, and another thing I've been doing um, since that big breakup I uh, I mentioned, my mom actually got me um, a really beautiful journal, and I think she saw how much I was hurting, and she's like, you need a place to put that. <laughs> you need a place to put it from your head into a, a physical place, and she went out and she got me this absolutely gorgeous little yellow journal with little like sea turtles on it and I write in it all the time if I can't sleep or um, right now I'm doing a bit of like a gratitude practice thing uh, every day and so I whatever's going on I write in that journal and that's also been helping a whole lot. <laughs> I didn't know you were doing a gratitude practice that's so awesome. Yeah I, I just started so um, we'll we'll see I mean I was kind of doing 
I was kind of trying to do that beforehand, but this one is like a little bit more of an organized one. So we're going to, I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you updated on the, on how it goes. <laughs> That's so great. Um, and there's actual, like a lot of psychological evidence, um, like science-based evidence that gratitude practices really work. Um, my, uh, my, one of my intro psychology courses that I took a few years ago my professor, she actually got us to start doing one for about a week or so. And oh, it just completely shifts like your state of mind. Actually, I just realized that's something I should probably be doing because I have a really hard time journaling. I don't know why, because I like to write, but journaling is something I find super difficult. The only thing that I particularly journal about is my dreams if I have something really weird come up that I want to remember or um, I journal after my meditations and that's simply to keep track of any any intuitive hits that come up um, and to kind of like build my little dictionary of these animal symbols that I've been getting because I've never gotten those before and all of a sudden <laughs> who knows maybe it'll be relevant <laughs> Oh, it always is. It's crazy. Exactly. Like, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, I, I find that, that a very good practice to get into. And I do occasionally, but I feel like I slip out of it a lot of the times. Um, one thing that I have been really trying to do is um, a little more movement. Um, I'm a very... <laughs> um, Sedit, sedit, sedentary? Yeah, sedentary. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible at articulating the thoughts in my head, but um, I'm very much a person who likes to just not move often, so I've been really trying to get my body to just move and flow, and like, one thing that I've been doing a lot of is just throwing on some music that I really love. I actually have a playlist of about three songs that just like, get me, get me revved up yeah. and happy, and I'll throw that on, and I'll dance to it, like, completely alone with my cat in my apartment, um, that, or, uh, I really like om meditations, those have actually been really nice, they create some, like, really, really good vibes in your area, and within you, yourself, that and drumming. I picked up my drum again today and I just went around my apartment banging on my drum and hoping that my neighbors don't get too annoyed with it over the next little while. <laughs> I'm going to start doing because it just it raises the vibration in the area, I find, um, which is something that is also really good for creating a bit of sacred space. Um, I did want to bring up, you sent me a Snapchat not that long ago, might have been like a month ago, who knows what day it even is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me this, uh, this Snapchat of like a little mini altar that I saw you basically had. <laughs> you are turning into a little witch. Um, well, you very much had a lot to do with that, actually, but sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you, what is on your altar? I can't remember what, it, what is that. What's that? 
other than your plants because you love nature and plants. Okay, so right now, I mean, so you actually, I okay, is it actually called like an altar cloth? You actually sent it to me. Oh, yeah, the goddess. Yeah, so you sent that to me for my birthday. So right now, really, all I have is that altar cloth. I have a uh, candle. And then I have, um, I mean, I have tons of plants. I am a complete plant nerd for everybody listening. I think right now, I don't know, I might have about 40 plants right now or something. But so I have a bunch of them um, in the window here where I have um, the altar cloth set up, candle. And then I have um, some different, some different rocks, like some of them, I don't know, I'm sure some of them are, you know, some actual gems or whatever. I'm not super knowledgeable on that stuff. Some of it is just like shells or like, I, I like to just pick things up when I go for walks. It's like, Ooh, I like that rock. I'm going to take it with me. So I just have like a little lineup of different stones or whatever and plants. And it's just kind of my little spot. I like to sit sometimes. <laughs> There's some nice natural lights and whatever. So nice yeah um there's <laughs> the whole time you were just mentioning rocks I was like witches love rocks <laughs> there's that meme it's like the Johnny Depp meme from meme from that Pirates of the Caribbean movie where he ends up talking to a witch and the thing the the meme I'll have to I'll I'll put it with like when I post this episode but I'll put the meme with it it's like um he gave that witch a rock. Witches love rocks. I don't, I don't remember that. I'll have to go. I'll have to go look. I, I'll send it to you because I don't know. It's my favorite meme. I find it so funny because it's so true. I actually pulled out some of my crystals the other day. Um, I can't remember what exactly I was doing with it, but I did some cleansing of them, and I was pulling them out, and I found this one rock. And it looks like it might be some type of, I want to say some type of like citrine or an opal of some sort. It's like this like orangey color. It's really nice. Um, but I found it just randomly on the ground while I was walking home from, from class when I used to live downtown. And it was so random. I always find crystals in the weirdest places. Like... <laughs> a small little amethyst piece a couple months ago in That's the, so weird. yeah I found it in the dryer of my shared laundry in my apartment building and it wasn't yours <laughs> I have I actually don't have any tumbled amethyst I only have raw amethyst and this one was perfectly tumbled it was really nice hmm. my apartment now so I'm sorry if if I stole your crystal, but <laughs> the laundry machine it needed to go to a good home. <laughs> um, do you have a routine that like you get into when you do any of like your journaling, um, spending time in nature? It's kind of like that's already an altar in its own sense. Like it's already got the elements all there, but. When you're journaling, do you ever find yourself getting into a routine at all? Like to like create that space? 
See, that's still something I'm I'm still trying to work on. I feel like I go through times where I journal absolutely all the time and then I have times where it's like I haven't even picked up my journal in a week or two weeks or or whatever and um but I think it just it's one of those things where I just need to keep listening to myself but it's like I know it helps like having Mm -hmm. trouble sleeping write some stuff in a journal literally I'll be asleep I'll be asleep in two minutes after that I will not be able to sleep for like an hour and you write you write whatever dumb crap is going on in your head and you're asleep in five minutes. It just, it literally just gives a physical space for all of those like ruminating thoughts in your head, no matter what they are. If they're about work, they're about that relationship, they're about that mistake you made, they're about something stupid that you said that you feel dumb about saying or whatever. And um, I think I'm still working on getting into a routine with journaling anyways. I think I think when it comes to like um, a lot of my other self-care stuff, I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a routine, but it's definitely something that's becoming more prevalent in my life. And that might just be because I have more time and I have like just more time to focus on me. I no longer have another person that I need to focus a lot of my time on. It's just like, oh, I exist. I can do all of these things for myself. <laughs> it's all about holding that space for yourself and yeah so I um that's been like I don't know if that really answers your question but um I think more so than like an actual routine where it's like I do this and this and this it's more of just like a as needed basis which is like every day (laughs) like it's still it's still at this point six six months out from you know some really hard stuff it's it's still like I need to be on top of it every day yeah I know you've had uh an experience with uh some synchronicities lately (laughs) not even lately it's been like it's been like years and years of this which we've been like okay we've been uh like talking about it a little bit and I I know you said you were doing like a little bit of research for me so like I'm kind of interested to see what you have to say because I like I have no idea what this means I mean I think um uh I think the more I've just like had some space and whatever the more I'm willing to um kind of follow like like kind of follow my intuition and see um like just more listen to myself and what feels right and whatever because I tend to be a very logical person and it's like this is the smart thing to do so I'm gonna do that but I think I've given myself a bit of space that it's like well this feels right Mm -hmm. I think I should go this way even though my brain says it's the wrong way right Mm -hmm. but um I think okay so to get into it anyways I've been uh I've been telling you about that I see numbers on the clock all the time, 1234. I've been seeing this for years. Sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes I don't see it for a while, but I have been seeing it on and off for honestly, probably 10 years. I have no idea what this means. We've talked about this um, a little bit here and there. And for a while, you're just like, that definitely means something. Like it means something. And I, 
I think we were saying before that like I'm a bit of a, a skeptic of these things. I'm also I also totally realize that like twelve thirty four is like one two three four four, right? Like it's a it's an easy to remember number, and maybe it just sticks in my head because it's one two three four whatever. But like I'm totally open to like I I feel like I just see it so much that it. I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's getting to the point where it's like, that can't be a coincidence. And I mean, we really only started specifically talking about it in the last couple weeks. And how many times when, when it is 1234 on the clock, how many times have I texted you? Like, we'll be in a conversation. Like, on, we talk every day, but like on and off, you know, I'm working and whatever. And then it's like, oh yeah, and by the way, 1234. Like how many times in the last like two or three weeks has? So many times. We'll be talking, <laughs> and it'll be like 1234. And then I won't even realize it until like conversation is over. I'm like, oh yeah, you saw your number today. <laughs> um, but yeah. So have you heard of, um, okay, well, like I'm pretty sure you've heard of this, synchronicities, right? Those like coincidences that are not so coincidental, like seeing the numbers on a clock repeatedly or thinking of somebody and then them calling you like the second after they like they like kind of cross your mind. Yeah. There are synchronicity numbers or also called angel numbers, where it's basically recurring numbers that are kind of like these symbols, these like, um, and they could be kind of like deja vu, where it's like a sign that you, you're you possibly on the right, right path, or um, just kind of a sign from your angels or your guardians or your guides to like pay attention um, when you see this, or it's, it's kind of thought to be like a trigger to um, like a synchronicity, synchronicity or synchronistic event. Um, so, and then, one of my favorite things is numerology, um, and I'm not not super in depth with this. I know basic numerology, but I love it. I find it so interesting. Um, so I did some research with my numerology book, and I found out some really interesting information about your one, two, three, four, which I think is pretty fitting. However, I didn't know that you've been seeing this for years. I thought this was a new thing. Um, no, I think I no, it's been like on and off. I thought I, I feel I felt like I had mentioned that. I guess maybe not. Maybe did I might have just completely forgot or missed it, or because like this hasn't. Well, we do most honestly. We do mostly talk over Snapchat, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's very easy to like forget things because we're just sending things back and forth all the time but um so I'm gonna kind of go over really quickly um this was in the the little chapter part on um reoccurring numbers so when you see reoccurring ones that means um one is a number about individuality and um beginnings so one, when ones are reoccurring often, that means like you're about to create new beginnings or new beginnings are coming. You're about to start something new. Um, it's a message to leave the past behind, be courageous and strong, independent, break away from the pact, embrace your individuality. 
Um, and then something else that they mentioned that is kind of like within the popular narrative now is that 1111 is the most common reoccurring number sequence. So when you see 1111, um, I know everybody thinks right away is 1111, make a wish. Um, but 1111 supposedly um, asks you to bring increased awareness to yourself in the present moment. Follow your intuition, call on your source, universe, God, guides, angels, ancestors, whatever, for guidance and support. Number two um, symbolizes cooperation with others, relationships, creating balance in your life and healing. And it's also about that, like that give and take, that ebb and flow um, uh, and receiving and, and, and give, giving. Um, so threes are about expressing creativity, socialization, and expressing yourself through creative means. Four is about stability, foundation, grounding. Um, it's also a sign that your angels and your guides are, are around you. And it's kind of, I uh, remember, like a call to remind you to be in nature. Uh, number five, five is typically seen as kind of a struggle number, but if fives are reoccurring, it's seen as um, a number of change, a message to go with the flow to break cycles, to break free from restraints or challenges or like ideologies that don't suit you anymore. And then five is also about communication. The number six reoccurring is about um, relationships, family, and love. It's about focusing on your home space and your responsibilities. Number seven is about spirituality, um, about your studies, personal development and travel. The number eight is about success and abundance. Um, reoccurring eights can symbolize like career momentum or positives as well as positive financials. Um, and number nine is all about endings and completion, trust and healing, forgiveness and resolution. So what I found out about your one, two, three, four is essentially what numerology does is it'll take like the numbers and add them all up. So you have one plus two plus three plus four. So that's 10. Um, so if you think of 10, like coming after nine, nine is kind of that completion number, the resolution. So 10 is like just that little bow on top of everything being completed. But in numerology, they don't really recognize 10, so you break it down even further. One plus zero equals one. So that's about a new beginning. Well, this whole idea is that one, two, three, four, when you see that reoccurring, is that it's kind of just that uh, symbolism of everything has come full circle. So it's that reminder to, um, the reminder that you just finished a state of completion in a life cycle, and now you're moving on to the next journey. Um, because we have the number one. So new beginning, leaving your past behind, embracing individuality. Number two is about healing and finding balance. Three is about creativity and self-expression. And then number four is about creating those new strong foundations. So it's like that full circle moment of ending something and then moving on with it. And I thought it was interesting because I thought it kind of fit what's going on with you see, see what will be interesting is um 
because I I still think that um, just after kind of the the past year of my life, I I still don't think I've completely moved on. And I mean, I don't think you ever completely move on from from things from your past, but you do definitely get to a point where you don't think about it every day or you don't, um, whatever. I wonder when I get to, um, when I kind of get to that point, if I will stop, if I will stop seeing, if I'll stop seeing it anymore. I don't know. It'll be interesting. No, that makes sense. Um, at least that's the way my intuition works. Like I'll get a symbol or something and then they'll keep showing it to me until I actually acknowledge it and move on with like the process of it and like say what needs to be said about it. And then they stop showing it to me. Um, so yeah, that'll be really interesting to find out. We'll definitely check back. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> what, once again, I will, uh, yeah, I don't know. I will just have to keep you updated. <laughs> so I guess that's all we were really going to chat about today on this segment of the spinster sisters (laughs) (laughs) um and I think I we totally I totally forgot about mentioning the spinster sisters thing um that was a joke that we were not even sure where it really came from but essentially um I joke all the time that I'm a spinster because I'm very perpetually single and I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. I'm, I'm a witch with a cat named Salem and I like being in my witch cave all alone. Um, but yeah, I was joking over the Christmas holidays and then somehow it snowballed and then I was like oh my god we need to have a podcast called the spinster sisters and I kept talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and yeah and then I started my podcast randomly and now here we are (laughs) you're just like I feel like I need to do little segments with you. It might be fun. <laughs> like, I don't think I have enough to say to do like a like full podcast with you, but I was like, if you ever want me on, I'll, you know. Yes, I want you. I'll come. Because initially you were just like, you can be an honorary spinster. And then I was like, by the way, you know, I, I think we're, I think we're breaking up. So I'm, uh, I'm. Spinster. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be joining you in single land. <laughs> Well, welcome. We have more fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's working out. It's working out for me. I, I'm quite enjoying myself. So, um, Heck yes. So I think, uh, you know, I think this will be an, an ongoing thing if you want. <laughs> I do. I have ideas. I have fun ideas that we can try. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm always in. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess with that, we will wrap up this little Spinster Sisters segment. Thank you, Taylor, for putting up with this. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it was fun. It'll get less awkward the more we do it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So I wanted to thank Tay again so, so much for being my first official guest on the podcast and letting me get all my awkward jitters out with her. Um, one thing about recording a podcast episode with your friend and not being used to recording a podcast episode um, while you're talking on the phone with them is the fact that you don't realize to record a podcast outro to the interview. So unfortunately, we didn't do that. We just kind of kept talking as friends do. So kind of ended awkwardly, but again, thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. And this is a fun conversation to have. Um, it will happen again because we talked after that. I don't want to reveal, reveal our secrets, but we talked after that about an episode that we are planning. It's going to be fun. So let's move on to the Tarot Tuesday of the week. Um, this week's Tarot Tuesday is the Four of Swords, the King of Wands reversed, the Magician, and a Menti Oracle card, I Praise the Goddess and the God. This week I did a three card reading because I didn't feel like one card was enough and I just kept pulling and pulling and pulling and then I was like, okay, this feels right. Um, but it was a good idea because it brings us some really much needed medicine for the week. Our week starts off with the Four of Swords energy, which is an energy of restfulness. This was much needed after last week's High Priestess reversal because after doing some deep shadow or soul work, we really need to take a step back and assess what we did and reassess where we need to move. In embracing the Four of Swords, we are leaning into ways to care for our energy and give ourselves the rest and space we need to see things with greater clarity. However, midweek we are reminded just how quickly we can burn ourselves out. The King of Wands represents the masculine energy of mastery. So when I say masculine, again, I'm not referring to male or female. I'm referring here to the structured, action-oriented, forward-moving energy. Wands are related to creative endeavors such as work, art, or parts of the natural world like sex and nature. So when we're speaking about these things from the perspective of a reversal of the King of Wands, we are being reminded to not spend too much of our energy focused on just the outward projection of our energy. In other words, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's kind of the, what the message this week is trying to convey. Making sure that we're recognizing where and when we're putting too much of our energy outside of ourselves and remembering to go back into that place of contemplation and rest that we see with the Four of Swords. Leaning into that foundation that we have created from taking care of ourselves with the Four of Swords is where we need to come from when dealing with the chaos that the fiery energy the King of Wands brings. With the King of Wands being an energy of structure, we need to make sure that we're dealing with things like our creative endeavors or a sex life in ways in which we build a foundation that we need personally, mentally, emotionally, and or spiritually in order to see positive growth from it. This meaning, if you need some type of mental stimulation from the work that you do or the person you're having sex with, make sure to build that foundation before you invest a lot of energy into that work or that person. And this doesn't mean that it needs to include all of these things, like the emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, but maybe one in particular speaks to you. The point is, everyone is different, and, and everybody needs to protect and care for themselves in unique ways. So if what I've mentioned is not something that works for you, leave it. But if you need to care for yourself in any area before involving anyone or anyone else in the picture, take that time for yourself. 
a few days ago, on July 11th, 2020, Chiron went retrograde in Aries, which is going to last until December 15th of 2020. Since I am not an astrologer, I'm going to just drop a few beats of what this means. Chiron is the asteroid known as the Wounded Healer. And it going retrograde means that we will be dealing with a lot of our own healing during the time that it is in retrograde. Things might feel exaggerated or overwhelming, but there's a lot to learn from this. And there's a great opportunity for us to really solidify some self-care practices that we can add to our toolboxes. The best medicine in the message from this week is about how we can navigate this healing through the magician. The magician represents us as individuals and reminds us that we are so powerful and so, so capable. Where the magician puts their focus, intention, attention, and energy, those areas grow, heal, and become abundant. The magician knows that they have everything they need to get through anything and everything that life throws their way. If you actually look at the card of the magician, you see all the tools that are out on the the table, but then you also see the infinity symbol above this person. That symbolizes this infinite energy, this infinite will, this infinite power that is innate within every single one of us. When we find ourselves slipping forward from the Four of Swords into that King of Wands reversal this week, lean back into that restful foundation of the Four of Swords and seek more clarity about how you're spending your energy. But then, when we also find ourselves slipping backwards from the magician and not moving forwards towards what we desire, lean into the energy of the magician and remember just how badass you are. And really work from that place of your own personal power, will, and confidence in your capabilities to succeed. Because you, you fucking know you got it. You got this. The Amenti Oracle card this week brings us the mantra, I praise the goddess and the god as a reminder that light and dark, feminine and masculine, ebbs and flows, these all exist simultaneously in all things and in all people, including in ourselves, at all times. This doesn't make any part of you good or bad, but human and existing on the spectrum of life and energy. Yeah, life and energy is all always a spectrum. Remember to embrace all parts of your wholeness and lean into the dark in order to heal your light and also lean into the light in order to heal your dark. You can't have one without the other and you never exist in just one of them. So with that, please heal from a place of love, self-compassion, and curiosity for growth because I know you can do it. I hope you have a lovely, lovely week. Next week, we have the paranormal stories. I'm super excited for that. Basically, if you want your story read on the podcast, please email me at strangeandmysticpod at gmail.com. You can also fill out the submission form at strangeandmystic.com. If you want to find out more about me and what I do and see updates, head on over to where I'm most active on Instagram at Kiersey Isla Marie. You can also find everything related to me and the podcast over on my website at KiersteyIslaMarieReadings.com. So I will see you all next week where we can 
embrace the strange.